Hello and welcome to the week. Your weekly dive into a range of miscellaneous topics with me your host Rohan C. This week we will be talking about a planet, the origins of food and also a trip to Meghalaya, one of the seven sister states of India. But before that, we'll be starting off with a fact that I've read in the last few days. So, without further delay, let's begin. like to start off this episode by making an addition to my previous episode where i talked about pandemics this time i will be adding a little about the black death and its relation with the beloved children's nursery rhyme ringa ringa roses so the poem goes ringa ringa roses pockets full of poses hasha busha we all fall down pockets full of poses here poses refers to posies which are small bouquets of sweet fragrant flowers in those days they believed that the disease spread through odor and they didn't get the biology part of it so they kept small bouquets of flowers in their pockets and kept sniffing it and thus they stayed away from odor however the next line goes hasha busha which is the noise a person makes when he sneezes which is the a main symptom of the disease itself then we all fall down and this refers to the person dying of the bubonic plague Mars, named after the Roman god of war, is the fourth planet from the sun and lies between Earth and Jupiter. Popularly known as the red planet, Mars's red surface is due to a high amount of oxidized iron present in its soil. Mars is quite similar to Earth and has polar ice caps, canyons, craters, valleys, and other such landforms. Mars is home to the largest canyon in the solar system. the valles marineris olympus mons situated on mars is both the tallest mountain in the solar system and is also the largest volcano in the solar system the planet also has a long network of lines on its surface which were first discovered by giovanni schiaparelli who believed them to be canals and this led to the whole martian alien theme however this was a misnomer and the lines were actually just geographic landforms mars has always been of interest to humans especially since the beginning of the space age due to its proximity to earth and also due to the similarities it shares with our own planet today with countries sending orbiters and rovers to mars we are learning more and more about this mysterious land in the past few weeks a lot has occurred on martian soil NASA's new mission to Mars was a major success and it resulted in the setting up of a new Mars rover, Perseverance, and also a Mars helicopter called Ingenuity. The helicopter looks like something that came out of Leonardo da Vinci's notes. 
It is the first aircraft to fly on Mars and has sent us valuable pictures of the Martian surface. After a few successful flights, it was given new instructions. Together, Perseverance the rover and Ingenuity are going to scout for signs of life on Mars. The rover has a wide arsenal of tools for the mission. The landing site itself is believed to be a river delta making it the ideal area to look for signs of prehistoric life. While Ingenuity scouts the terrain, Perseverance will take rock samples in tubes and lay them down on the surface for a future mission to retrieve. Also, a few days ago, a picture of clouds was taken by a rover sent to the planet by NASA in 2011 called Curiosity. Martian clouds are rare in Mars's thin atmosphere. This year, it was seen that some clouds began to form at an altitude of nearly 60 kilometers above the Martian surface, which most likely consists of, believe it or not, dry ice. These clouds differ from the regular clouds found in Ma on Mars, which consist of normal frozen water. Also, the same rover pictured an iridescent cloud that refracted sunlight into a shimmering spectrum of colors like a pearl. In addition to this meteorological discovery, NASA's rovers also discovered ancient organic salts on Mars that may throw new light on life on the planet. All these discoveries are leading up to the human space missions to Mars, which will be a new benchmark in the timeline of spaceflight. These discoveries also help us to complete the puzzle, which is the question, was there life on Mars? is an essential for the existence of any organism. Along with the evolution of humankind, food was revolutionized. From raw meat and roots to tiramisu and caviar, food as we know it today has undergone millennia of modification. Today we will take a dive into the origins of our favorite foods. Pizza Though people from the ancient civilizations have been eating flatbread covered in local toppings for centuries, pizza, the popular food we eat today, came up in the late 18th century. The Italian kingdom of Naples, despite being a land of trade, had huge populations of extremely poor people. To feed these poverty-stricken populace, pizza was born. Being the food of the poor, pizza was scorned. In a piece written by Samuel Morse, the inventor of the Morse code and the telegraph, he describes pizza as a nauseating cake. Then came the reign of King Umberto I and Queen Margarita. When they visited Naples in 1889, a Neapolitan chef made a pizza in the colors of the Italian flag made of tomatoes, mozzarella cheese and basil. Queen Margarita loved it and pizza was popularized. Pizza spread across Europe, but it found a second home in the United States of America. Pizzerias began opening up and it became a normal day-to-day -day dish. Today, this dish is arguably the most popular dish on earth. In addition to the history of this dish, the world's first pizzeria was called Port Alba and it opened in 1830. 
It used the lava from Mount Vesuvius to bake pizzas. This pizzeria is still in business today. Ice cream, the beloved frozen confection, has its origins dating back to the 2nd century BC. While Alexander the Great had snow flavored with honey, the Roman emperor Nero sent people to fetch ice that would be served with fruit. A thousand years later, Marco Polo returned for a recipe for sherbet and it is believed that this recipe evolved into ice cream. In the following centuries, it was further improved upon and was even enjoyed by people like George Washington. Ice cream was also of importance during World War II. Each branch of the military tried to outdo the other when it came to ice cream for their troops. When the war ended, it was celebrated with ice cream. Today, it is sold in a myriad of flavors and has the ability to cool the hottest day. Sambar is the staple in most South Indian households. This stew is eaten with hot rice and papad, which is also what I ate on Wednesdays in school. However, this dish was created in the 17th century. The Tanjavur Maratha ruler Sahuji, who was the second Tanjavur Maratha ruler, while experimenting, created this dish. The dish then was given its name after the great Maratha ruler Sambhaji, who was visiting the court on the day of its birth. Today, my world without sambar is almost inconceivable. Next on our culinary journey is a Mexican delicacy, nachos. It was in the 1940s that a Mexican waiter called Ignacio was serving a group of Texans. The cook was not present which is why he whipped up a quick dish with tortilla chips topped with cheese. The name of this dish was given in honor of its creator and is still known by the same name today. Now it comes in a variety of flavors and is a favorite among many. Finally, we have the Indian dish samosa. Samosa was originally called sanbosag. It is today a trademark Indian dish. However, it has Middle Eastern roots. Even Ibn Battuta spoke of this triangular pastry. He spoke of a spicy pie stuffed with meat and nuts. It was introduced into India by the Khiljis and today is a celebrated tea time snack. In addition to these origin stories, the world of cuisine has several other secrets such as the fact that croissants, are, which are now a symbol of French cuisine, are in fact of Austrian origin. In addition to this, French fries are Belgian. Well, no wonder Mr. Lebon was French. Among my most treasured experiences also took place on my northeast trip when we were spending a few days in southern Meghalaya. It was just my grandfather and I and after spending a night in Asia's cleanest village, Molinong, we set off towards the Bangladeshi border to a place called Dauki. Dauki is a common tourist spot and is a border crossing region. Also, Boating near Dauki in the crystal clear waters of the Umangot River is a must do. 
the river water is so clean that you can see the stones on the river bed and it often seems like the boat is floating in mid air and not on water at dauki i also took a small step into bangladesh at the border then we began our trip to chirapunji and on the way were stopped when we saw a flying snake cross the road the green snake was long and slender and snakes being my favorite animals i was ecstatic also on the way to chirapunji lies a view point overlooking a valley between two ridges and at this valley was a zip lining station while at the view point i saw a line going from the station to the view point and i decided that next the next day while leaving chirapunji i would do the zip line unfortunately which it was closed that day that day in chirapunji we walked here and there near our hotel and saw at night saw the lights in the distance uh, on in this town of silhet next day we saw mouse my caves and innumerable waterfalls and eventually made our way back to the zip lining station that was when i saw a second line going across the valley which now looked way deeper than the day before then i asked my grandfather if he would go with me he agreed and so we did we were first made to go on the small zip line that i had seen the day before for practice and then we did the main one we had to wear these special gloves and one glove had a metallic strip on it not a me- a plastic strip on it which was used as a brake 5 seconds of keeping courage or a lifetime of regret and we set off on the long zip line whizzing over the valley and i saw a small waterfall and lush greenery then we made the second trip back to our starting point on the same long zip line and this time i was not scared at all this experience is among my most memorable and i highly recommend that you do the zip line if you go there Well, this marks the end of the episode and also the end of our first season. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the podcast as much as I have enjoyed myself recording it. Special thanks to our guest speaker, those who have given me valuable advice and those who have encouraged me to undertake this endeavor. We'll be back in the summer of 2022 with more episodes, more interviews and a lot more talking. And we've also have a bonus October and Christmas episode coming your way this year. This is me signing off for now. Goodbye and Godspeed.